What's going on, Flea Flicker Nation? You're tuned into another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts, Fred and Dre. We drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what the fuck we got going on. Yeah, man, it's the week 14. No, sorry, week 13 review recap going over all the games and uh i don't know it should be should be kind of exciting there, there's some wild stuff that happened this week that we're we're gonna yeah. get into um yeah. before that though i did i think we're gonna hit college football playoffs because there's a lot of big news with that maybe maybe hit up the heisman finalists talk about them for like 10 seconds and then uh yeah we'll make it quick yeah yeah exactly we're gonna try to make it as quick as possible yeah so big news i mean that the, there was a huge shakeup for the college football playoffs i mean everyone thought it was pretty much set going into this weekend then coming out of the weekend you had uh michigan jump into the top you had uh texas jump into the three spot washington go up to number two and alabama slide in from number eight all the way down into the fourth seed so there at, at no point in history of the playoffs had there been a seed lower than six make it into the playoffs in the final week and this week we had two. We had the seven seed Texas and the eight seed Alabama edge their way in. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, college playoff firsts uh, when they when they pulled up who uh, who's making the playoffs because Georgia went from first to sixth all the way out of the playoffs, which had never happened before. Florida State is the first conference champion undefeated team to miss the playoffs. Of a Power um, 5 conference. Power 5, yes, yes, correct. First Power 5 one to miss the playoffs. Um, it's pretty wild. Uh, and to be the last time that we get a four-team playoffs for this to happen, pretty crazy. And it's pretty much just shows the reason why it's needed to be gone because the 12-team playoff should be much better next year. I yeah, would. I'd imagine. I mean... 12 teams, all those teams are in. You even have Louisville making it in to 12 teams. So um, it, it should be a much, much better – or Louisville wouldn't make it in now. They lost to Florida State. They were 12 before that, I believe. I believe. I'm not sure. Maybe. Anyway, but it, it really expands it, makes it a lot more fun, and it brings in more revenue for the NCAA, which we know they're running greedy. So Yeah, and uh, it just makes it more fun for other teams, you know, other than Georgia and Alabama and, like, I don't know, Texas – Ohio State has been very good, even though they're not in there this year. Uh, you know, it gives other teams a chance. So, yeah, <laughs> so it should be fun. It should be good. For sure. Um, let's move to, I wanted to hit the Heisman finalists. So LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels had an amazing year. He's a finalist. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, huge year. Washington's quarterback Michael Penix Jr., the only finalist in the playoffs. And then... Ohio State's own wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Those are the the four Heisman finalists. Um, who's your guess, man, for who's going to get it? Um, it's a great question. I mean, I'm, I think I'm going with either Phoenix Jr. or Daniels, but I think just because of the team that he's on, uh, because he's leading a team into the playoffs, because he's going to be a top three pick in the draft. I'm thinking it's Phoenix Jr. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think he would be. I think he'd probably be the quarterback pick. Be, uh, I think making the playoffs is going to be kind of huge in the voting. Um, I kind of do want Marvin Harrison Jr. to win it though. 
as as a receiver because quarterbacks always win it. Like I think uh, last one was your Eagles receiver back in back in the COVID year, so that was kind of yeah. like fluky. But not many non quarterbacks win it, so I'm hoping Marvin Harrison Jr. can pull it off. Personally, he's going to be a top pick too. Um, but yeah, you ready to get into the games, man? I am ready. I am ready to go. Ready to get this uh, shit under on on the road underway. Yeah, I am under the weather, so I might not be as chipper as normally, but. We're going to try. We're going to try. Let's get Thursday night football in Dallas, Seattle, Dallas. This was a wild game. The Cowboys ended up taking it 41 to 35, but this was great. DK Metcalf and CeeDee Lamb were both just going crazy the whole time. Deron Bland gets another interception, but he was kind of picked on all day by DK. He was kind of getting destroyed out there. Um, yeah, and um, that's something I've said before. Like When you're at ball hawk corner like that and you're jumping routes to get those interceptions, to get those pick sixes, chances are you're going to get beat a lot as well um it might have just been to this point it just hasn't been taken advantage of uh that bland does jump a lot of routes but because he does jump so many just like dig there are they are susceptible to being beat a decent amount yeah uh there were no punts in this game at all (laughs) not a single punt which is insane it was just a fun game like i'm sure all the fans that were at the stadium just had a great time um, yeah i'll tell you i uh in one of my leagues i was facing a guy that had cd lamb dk metcalf and as his he had josh allen on by so he just played geno smith and he had like 90 <laughs> points uh he had over 90 points just with the three of them and i was already i knew i was gonna lose over. there was no way i could make it, <laughs> over just it, was like over. it was over thursday night that's <laughs> that's unfortunate yeah um, the only other thing I'm going to say about this game is that uh, Dallas's defense, it, they're going to have to do better against good teams if they want to make some noise come playoff time. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, we saw that a couple games this week. We'll get to it, though. Yeah, let's move to the Sunday games. 1 p.m. slate in New England. The Chargers and the Patriots went to went to battle. And uh, I, I don't know. Guess this was a big defensive game. It was just a terrible game. Yeah, there's not really much to talk about here. I mean, this game was fucking terrible. Six to zero. Six to zero. Uh, there wasn't even a touchdown in this game. Uh, there was a total of two field goals for both teams. Uh, New England being shut out. Um, they should just—it's a full tank job. Just uh, own up to it. Uh, play. Stop playing the quarterbacks that you know aren't going to do anything. Try to see what Will Greer's got. Uh, yeah, they see if he's going to be there as an option. Yeah, but they keep cutting him and bringing him back. So did they bring him back? I didn't even see. I don't know. I mean, they probably I hope will. They did. Yeah, he he's should been be like better. Ten. He's been cut like 10 times this season. <laughs> Hell, the Jets could go pick him up right now. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd probably be better than what they got. Yeah, better Bailey than Zappi Tim Boyle. Tim, we'll get to Tim Boyle, but yeah, Bailey Zappi got the start for the Pats, and he uh, he looked terrible, like you said. Um, the Pats were shut out for the second time this year, which, you know, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, the Chargers not impressive either. It was just a bad game. It was just a bad game. Let's move from it. Let's go to uh, New Orleans. The Lions and the Saints. In a battle, this one, the Lions came out quick and strong early. I thought they were going to dominate this one, but then the Saints, with a comeback, they almost took it. Um, There was an incident in this game, actually. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Alvin Kamara run into the sideline, ended up colliding with uh, the guy holding the chains, shattered his leg. it off. Yeah, that poor guy. Not even playing. Fractured his fibula. Yikes. Um, But... 
you know, I, I guess that really just means there were a couple actually incidents this week with people on the sidelines. We'll get to that. I know you know the second one too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this was a really good game. Uh, it was a very good game, and there were a few really good games this week. It was this was a surprising one. Uh, I like you. I expected the Lions to kind of just mow over uh, the Saints, but. They ended up playing a very good game. Uh, I don't know if after Carr went down and Winston came in, if, if that made a huge difference in uh, their performance, if they would have done better with Carr or not. But yeah. Winston seemed to look all right in there. Yeah, he did. One thing I will say, uh, Derek Carr and Olave were having a really good connection during the big comeback. Uh, and then the injury happened. And that's that's Derek Carr's second concussion in this month. Well, I guess not this month, but within the last 30 days. Uh, so I, I assume he's going to miss the next game, unfortunately, for the Saints yeah. and for Derek Carr. I am excited to see what Jameis Winston can do. But for the Lions, Jared Goff to Sam Laporta was really good. Very um, good connection. They uh, Laporta breaks a Lions franchise record for tight ends with 140 yards. No Lions tight end had done that before. So, yeah. yeah. You talked and about he's, uh, a lot. He's still got, what, five games left? Yeah, dude. He... So. Uh, he, he's, he's the real deal. He's nasty. He's nasty. Um, yeah, let's move. The MetLife Stadium, Falcons, Jets. This was my poop game of the week. And uh, it wasn't the poop game, but it was a poop game. It, it was wasn't a poop game. There were a couple <laughs> poop games, but this is one of them. Uh, not a good game at all. Uh, Tim Boyle, Desmond Ritter, both two trash quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I said to you the other day, like, how is Tim Boyle even in the league? Like, uh, his numbers in college were unreal. He had, uh, UConn, I think it was over 19 games, one touchdown and like 13 interceptions. <laughs> but somehow makes it to the next level. Uh, it doesn't yeah, make text, any sense. I texted our buddy James and I was like, dude, go try out for the league. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, yeah. I think you could have put better numbers up up than that in college and division one double a nonetheless so james probably would have been a solid college quarterback if he if he tried he um, probably would have but yeah tim boyle did end up getting benched in this one i think we've probably seen the last of him uh trevor simeon didn't look too much better but he did look a little better i'll, I'll give him it yeah the falcons defense i think just ended up winning this one because i don't know falcons maintain a tight lead on the division after this win and uh yeah yeah i really expected more to to come from the, the Falcons using the run game. But, I um, mean, Bijan got 18 carries. But, I mean, I, I guess the Jets probably knew that for the Falcons to win, it would have had to have been through the run because they don't have a pass game. So they probably keyed on that a little more than usual, even though they have been beat by the run most of the year. So um, we did have some Dalvin Cook sightings, though. I mean, he had nine carries. He mm. had uh, he led the backfield in yards. So he uh, is alive. He's not dead. There we go. He yeah. is Dylan Cook is alive. Write it down. Yeah. Let's move to Pittsburgh, the Cardinals and the Steelers. Uh, this was a weird game. Uh, I think we both thought the Steelers were going to take it. The Steelers defense was supposed to be dominant, but uh, I, I don't know. After The Steelers weren't even really doing all that well before, but after Pickle no. Pickett went down with the ankle injury, uh, yeah, they looked awful. <laughs> they looked bad. Yeah. Risky. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray didn't even have like a exceptional game at all uh it was really james connor for the cardinals uh he had over 100 yards two touchdowns so he um he pretty much carried them uh it was really james connor and trey mcbride trey mcbride's another tight end kind of in that McBride category he's, he's showing that he has elite potential every week regardless of the matchup he's putting up huge numbers so uh he shows why they he was taken with a with an early pick there for the cardinals in the draft uh but yeah i mean Kyler murray had 145 yards 89 of those were trey mcbride so um that connection is is real. Uh, he had 13 completed passes, eight of those 
or Trey McBride. So uh, he has certainly a favorite target there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, before the season, he wasn't even a starter because Zach Ertz was uh, yeah. was there. But they released him, uh, what, a couple days before this game. And uh, mm. yeah, Trey McBride is the guy. Now. Uh, this one also had some weather delays, which was which is uh, odd. Kind of annoying. Yeah, it was for like heavy rain or something, which I thought, I thought we played. I thought we played in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Rain games are fun. Soft. Yeah, I I remember high school football rain games were just the best. Just sliding yeah. across the mud. It was probably I tough mean, like, for our parents afterwards cleaning our shit, but <laughs> probably or sitting out in the stands watching. But um yeah. like the the weather games are hugely impactful and they're they're part of football. Uh in the in the uncovered in the stadiums that don't have a roof, uh, you're exposed to the elements. You're exposed to heat. You're exposed to rain. You're exposed to snow. Whatever it might be, and that really just elevates the game and makes makes it part of where you're going. Like you're not going to go into Lambeau Field, and if it's snowing, they're going to cancel the game. Like yeah. no. I, I think that I, I don't think that should have been delayed at all, unless you're in the middle of a fucking hurricane. Like yeah, or like a thunderstorm or something. But yeah, but yeah, you always get good pictures and videos from those types of games too. Rainy like I remember I think it was a couple of years ago. I think it was the maybe the Bears. They're like just they're all like sliding together across the the wet ground. Yeah, it's yeah, fun super, super fun. But uh let's move. Let's go to Tennessee. The Colts and the Titans were in a heated battle this week. The Colts ended up taking it in the end 31 to 28. Excuse me. But yeah, this was a really fun game. Uh down to the wire. I thought the Colts would be better, but after the JT injury, uh, John, uh, Jonathan Taylor, geez, after after he was deemed out, we actually talked about it. We we're like, should we should we switch to the Titans? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think that Colts affected all the, way. the game, but it was a really fun game. Yeah, it was Colts all the way. Um, I thought Zach Moss was going to have a better game last time he played uh, against the Titans was his coming out game. So it was it was the game that he was just able to kind of take over and. Um, it was a coming out game for two people that, that game. It was uh, Josh Downs, who got his first 100-yard game. And then it was Zach Moss, who ended up getting like 35 fantasy points that game. So uh, thought he would have a little bit better of an outing. But Gardner Minshew showed that he does have the tenacity to lead a team. Uh, and he he's wanting to take these Colts to the playoffs. So it looks like they can get there. And they're certainly looking better than I thought they were. Uh, and you yeah. as well. So um, they look like a relatively complete team. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with you. I think they are on their way to the playoffs. They don't have a super tough schedule. Hmm. So as long as they just keep maintaining and Minshew keeps doing solid, I think they can make it. Um, there's another team we're going to talk about that uh, might make it as well. But but yeah, this was a fun game. Did you see um, the crazy Will Levis hit? It was really yeah. He uh he he scrambled and he ended up running and taking off and he like dove for the first down and he got hit and like spun in midair and like hit the ground and he just gets up and he's like <gasps> and then classic Levis. Classic um, Levis. The but I mean, you could see the guy. you could see the Steelers fall out of contention. I mean, they're looking pretty bad. I think they've been pretty lucky this to this point to this point. Because they have zero offense, um, and they've just been carried by their defense. Uh, that defense is can't get them there every game. So I, I think that they're. I think you could seriously see them fall out of contention and get passed by teams like the Texans, like the Colts, uh, in the standing. Yeah, I, I think you're 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 not off, uh, especially after this week, and depending on Kenny Pickett's health, uh, that for sure the Steelers could for sure get knocked out. That whole division, the Steelers' whole division, has just had a rough month they're they're like all getting knocked out <laughs> rough month the only one that's staying alive is uh baltimore yeah hopefully hopefully they stay 
stay alive geez yeah um, the titans did end up firing the special team coach after the game uh i guess special teams did bad i don't know but yeah let's move to the capital the dolphins and the commanders this was my any given sunday game but it was not a good sunday for washington uh the dolphins <laughs> the dolphins just they just owned them 45 to yeah. 15 commanders couldn't do anything yeah they couldn't do anything this game uh it didn't matter like the, the dolphins were running all over them on offense they uh, took back, took a pick six back to the house. It, they were doing whatever they wanted. They were having their way with Washington. And I think at halftime, it was like 35 to, to six or something. Like at that yeah. point, like second half, Dolphins just let up, let up on the gas and were not really trying too much, I guess. But you saw Shane come back. Shane did well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Came back live uh, and with a fury. So yeah, they, the commanders just looked outmatched in this one uh it was kind of embarrassing and i would be shocked if ron rivera comes back after the season at this point yeah he's he's got he's gone don't have to talk about that one too much let's let's move to a better game in houston the broncos and the texans the broncos had a what five five game winning streak or was it up to six games coming into this five i think Um, think they were trying to get six here but they did not i think could be wrong took them out the texans ended their streak like we both said but they suffered quite a big loss of their own in this one with tank dell going down with a fractured fibula that's tough yeah tank dell went down uh the the backfield went back to a split, so it went back to Damian Pierce and Singletary splitting. That's interesting because uh, Singletary looked by far the more efficient looked back. better. Yeah, um, I mean, even even this game, uh, the Broncos are not good against the run, and even during their kind of resurgence, and they've been good against the pass, but they have not against the run. Uh, Damian Pierce was the leading rusher for the Texans, and he only had 41 yards on 15 carries, so um, very inefficient there. But hey, I mean, Tank Dell went down, but. Nico Collins stepped the fuck up, dude. Dude got 191 yards, nine receptions, and a touchdown. So he had a very good game. Um, I wonder if they would try to get any of their other young speed threats kind of going. Um, Maybe try to replace Tank Dell's usage with John Mechie or Xavier Hutchinson. Who knows? I really want to see Mechie get get going. Uh, He's got a good story, and he was very good before, you know, everything went down with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I feel like this game kind of just – was another showing of CJ Stroud. Like he lost arguably his best wide receiver in this one and then just finds another one. So yeah. I think it he's definitely he's, he's a legend already. <laughs> yeah, already. He's uh he's definitely in the, the same space. Um in his mindset at least, his approach as a grizzled vet receiver or quarterback. So like he's yeah. throwing to guys like Peyton Manning would, like Tom Brady would. He's finding guys regardless of who's in there and making it work yeah uh he's really good did you see him almost getting a fight in this one too no i don't remember who honestly i didn't see a ton with the games i had to watch recaps and stuff Mm because i took my mom out for um, a wine tour for her birthday over on the finger lake uh i did not have reception for most of the games uh and was just trying to catch recaps when i could how was the wine tour it was great. I was uh, the designated driver, though, so um, couldn't, do too was, much uh, couldn't do too much for me. Um, I mean, every place had a food pairing, so I just ate a lot of food, but um, I'm, always, I'm always happy with that. Uh, but no, it was it was nice, though. Uh, we didn't go to any of my favorite wineries, so that was something that I wasn't missing out too much on. Yeah. I like dry wines. My mom likes sweet wines, so uh, we didn't hit up the dry winery. Mm. I'm on I'm I'm on your mom's page there. Sweet wines for the win. Did I'm I'm assuming Mama Fred had a good time though. I did not go. Um but my mom did have a good time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, anyway, CJ Stroud, yeah, a Broncos defensive player like ran up to him and the play got called dead, but the Broncos player is still running. I don't remember who it was, but he like ran into Stroud and Stroud like shoved him and they got in each other's faces. And then Texans O-lineman came and like, like ran this guy over. <laughs> it was, it was wild. CJ Stroud has got that fire in him though. It's going to be a baller for a while. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of ballers, let's move to Tampa Bay, the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, he did okay. He did okay. He wasn't he wasn't crazy. He did enough to get the win 21 to 18. The Panthers almost pulled it off though. They almost did. They were trying. They were trying. But they're the trying Buc- to get their second win and squeak one out. They didn't want to give uh the number one pick to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But the Buccaneers, Mike Evans went wild. And after this game, that this marks his 10,000 yard season uh straight, tenth straight consecutive uh record I think, right yeah i think he's probably a hall of famer at this point oh for sure insane for sure um yeah mike evans is very very good and i i think he's very overlooked um as a mm-hmm. wide receiver um a lot of people think kind of like don't don't really think about him in terms of being in that elite company every year but he's yeah. always there he's so consistent um even if it's even a lot, even if a lot of production is from one game to another, and there's feast and famine, he's so consistent on a regular basis that he's going to give you huge seasons. Yeah, I don't know if anyone thinks about him when they're like the top five receivers in the NFL. Like, I don't even like, know if anyone thinks about like, him for top ten or fifteen. Honestly, he he always gets left out, but he's he shouldn't be. He's always. I don't even know. Maybe it's because he's quiet. It's because maybe it's because he's not like your normal wide receiver, like always chirping at people and telling everyone how good they are and stuff. Like yeah. Evan AJ just Brown, the JJ, yeah. DK. Literally, it's a wide receiver <laughs> world. <laughs> um, For the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard went off in this one. He, uh, I think he's taking the backfield from Miles Sanders at this point. Yeah. Uh, he looked pretty good back there. Yeah, uh, it looks like Sanders was a product of the Philadelphia offensive line. Um, yeah. more so than his actual talent because now he's in a new situation and he can't do anything. Yep. He's getting out, outpaced by Chippa Hubbard who couldn't beat out Dante Foreman last year. So, um, yeah, tough times for Sanders. Should have stayed in Philly. Yeah, he, he chased the bag and, uh, yeah, wasn't a good idea. Let's move to L.A., the Browns and the Rams. Uh, the Browns started off pretty good. Joe Flacco getting the start. Um, but the Rams ended up just kind of plowing through them. <laughs> they take it 36 to 19. Um, Joe Flacco, first start of the year for him and uh, for, his, for his former rival, a lot of people didn't even realize he was on the Browns which he hasn't been there too long, so it makes sense. But but I think it was kind of funny because, you know, he was Ravens Super Bowl MVP on the Ravens for a long time. And now Browns, Browns are like, uh, I guess <laughs> I guess we're rooting for him now. <laughs> yeah, it was an okay game. Yeah, it's though. interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, Flacco showed that he, he certainly looked a lot better than what was there uh, in Cleveland. True. I mean, not better than Watson, but better than what had been there since Watson got hurt. Um it was interesting. Kareem Hunt took the backfield and carries. Uh, I think Ford got hurt this game, right? If I'm not mistaken. I didn't see that, but maybe he did. I'm not sure. I don't want to see any other reason for Kareem Hunt to command yeah. the backfield and carries, but because uh, Ford was kind of reeling. Kyron Williams, though, Kyron Williams is legit. Dude is dude's a baller. Puka Nakua, a baller. Puka looks like Puka the most Nakua. consistent receiver in in LA right now. Uh, looks like Cooper's not not fully healthy, so. Um, Puka is definitely the most consistent receiving option there. And Kyron Williams, 
want to point out in one of my leagues in Dynasty, nonetheless, uh, I offered a trade to this guy of a second round pick and Trey McBride a few weeks ago for Kyron Williams. And he said, no, the next week gives Kyron Williams to the commissioner of the league for just a second round pick. And I'm like, interesting, interesting. I offered you a better deal and you took the commissioner for a worse pick. Seems to be collusion collusion going on there. (laughs) Collusion. (laughs) That's uh. That's definitely going to be your face for this video right Collusion. there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Puka Nakua, he had a huge game in this one. Uh, he's now gone for over a thousand yards. And uh, I saw some stat. He is only the only player. Actually, I'm going to make this trivia. I'm going to make this trivia. So Puka Nakua was drafted after the first hundred picks, right? Mm-hmm. He is the first thousand yard receiver after the first hundred picks since the early 2000s, who is the player? This is actually going to be really hard, but who is the player Ooh. that's ahead of him? For by like 10 yards. thousand yard receiver, first year. Rookie, yeah. Rookie after the first 100 pick? Yep. I'm going to give you a hint. Saints. Brandon Cooks? No. That's a good guess, though. No, it's actually Marquez Colston, if you remember <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He was good for that's a while. A, that's a name drop. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but Puka is like 10 or 11 yards behind him. Uh, so I'm assuming he's going to break that. He's having a really good, really Yeah, good... I mean, Puka could finish at like 1,500 receiving yards in his rookie year. Yeah, after no one thought he was going to be anything, apparently. No. But the yeah. Rams and Matt Stafford and uh, the coach there, they had different thoughts, man. The different Browns, thought. the Browns defense was, was like usually good, and they, they couldn't do much against the Rams offense in this one. They were getting outplayed. Granted, Miles Garrett was playing hurt with a shoulder injury, but but still, they were totally outplayed by the Rams. Yeah, and this is the Rams' third straight win. They're now six and six. I, they're making, making play- some playoff noise. Too. Yep. Oh shit, we got the same drop. Let's move to our game of the week, though, in Philly, 49ers and Eagles. Uh, I don't. You might want to go past this one quick. I don't know. What do you think, man? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was an ugly one. Um, but hey, uh, a little dose of humility never hurt anybody. Um. <laughs> I think I'm not too worried. Um, I do like that the Eagles got uh, Shaq Leonard, Darius Leonard, uh, with a name change. Uh, Four-time All-Pro linebacker coming in. They signed him the day after this game. Um, So it was an immediate signing for a position that they needed a lot of help with. So San Francisco knew the Eagles were depleted across the middle uh, at their linebacker position. Every linebacker that played this game, I mean, I'm not including Hassan Reddick because he's he's on the edge every time rushing the passer. He's not in coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, every linebacker was cut at some point in the season by the Eagles and was brought up off the practice squad. So um, Nicholas Morrow, for a stat in this game, gave up 179 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he was absolutely torched by Kittle and uh, Metcalf across the middle. Um, so I think Darius is going to be a huge, huge help for that. Uh, getting Zach Cunningham back as well is a good help. Uh, Nicobe Dean, whenever he comes back, is a huge help as well. Um, would love to see Dallas Goddard come back. Rumor is we're still going to talk to Ertz to come in as well. So there's help on the way. Uh, it was definitely an embarrassing loss and one they really makes the Eagles kind of do a gut check. Um, yeah. Cause the Eagles were, the Eagles were reeling. They were 10 and one. Uh, they smoked the 49ers last year. Uh, first quarter Niners had negative yardage. Um, the defense looked good. I think the defense was just tired. Uh, they had the NFL record in most snaps played in 13 games. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was pretty, Pretty crazy, but um, not making excuses. Not making excuses. Uh, they just got to do better. Got to execute better. 
first quarter, they drove down the field, settled for two field goals. They went up 14-0 instead of 6-0. Different kind of uh, narrative there in the game. Kind of puts a little bit more pressure on the on the 49ers. So um, second quarter, down 28-13, fourth and one. Got to think the Eagles are going to go for it at that point with a, with a little tush-push, brotherly shove. They punted it. So um, not really. I think there has to be some aggression there from Nick Sirianni. Uh, I also think the, the run game needs to be established. You can't have a game where um, prior to the fourth quarter, when you're down big anyway, DeAndre Swift has like five carries. It's just, uh, it's not a recipe Dude, for success. What happened to Rashad Penny? I thought he was going to like, I know, I know. Stuff this year. Um, I think he should be the second, second back outside of Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell isn't good outside of just a couple of receiving plays. Um, he's certainly the less efficient runner. Rashad Penny looks good. Looked good in, uh, in Seattle. So yeah, uh, when he's healthy, he's very good and he hasn't gotten any burn. I feel um, like he could be nasty behind the Eagles O-line. I do too, he dude. He like do doesn't too. get carries. <laughs> Is he I don't know what the, in game? He's not even in game if at all. He's the fourth back. Yeah. He's behind Boston Scott. So um that's crazy but i i just don't get the lack of a run identity i understand that the 49ers are very good run deep run defense but to not run at all you can't run an option offense if you have no run to option to so if you're just going to take off with hurts or pass there's no there's no threat they're just going to jump on it every time if there's no threat to the run yeah man this is a wild game the the eagles came out strong like you said i remember you messaged me like the 49ers can't do anything and then like yeah (laughs) then all of a sudden they started exploding and they scored six straight touchdowns fucking (laughs) joke yeah this this game had a weird uh weird altercation in it as well who who was it dre greenlaw i believe yeah, it was Greenlaw like, and uh, Big Dom. Yeah, Big Dom. Yeah, because because Greenlaw like suplexed uh, Devonte Smith, I believe, right off of, at the sideline, yeah. and uh, Dom took exception to that. You yeah, and he went over, that, came though. over and he was like trying to separate them. Um, which like is that not his job because he's head of security? So like, should he? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if like what happens. What happens there? Like, does it had it's on the sidelines. It's not on the field. So like, does the does security get involved, or is it strictly the refs? Like, it, like on the field, how does that work? Hey, I don't know the rules. I do know that he got <laughs> ejected from the game though. So I think yeah. they didn't want it to happen. He got. I know. Uh, Greenlaw tried to punch him. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't fully get it, but he he clipped his nose a little bit. Like. Just he like doop. Yeah. Dom's a big dude. He's bigger than Greenlaw. Dom is a scary dude. He's huge. <laughs> yeah. He like uh he like bear hugs these NFL guys like all the time and he's like pushing them around like they're kids. And I'm like, that guy, you should be on the field, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, a, no, he's like he's a Philly legend and he's only gonna increase his increase his uh legendary status now. Yeah. Philly fans are probably if it was a game we won, that. uh his legendary status would be like up here. It'd be in the stratosphere, but um Still, it I looks like uh, looks like the Niners and Philly are becoming quite a bit of a rivalry now. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if you get some big dom like signs next game or something. Maybe next Philly game. Yeah, you might yeah. see them in Dallas. I mean, Philly fans like to travel, Ooh. so yeah, true. Is that next? Is that this week? That's next week, dude. Dude, I'm pumped yeah, for that. That should, be, that should be fun. That should, that be, should fun. be good. Let's move to Sunday night football in Lambeau Field. The Packers. And the Chiefs, this game was shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. The Packers didn't have Aaron Jones in this one. I thought, I mean, they looked pretty good against the Lions, beating them uh, in the Turkey Bowl. But I didn't think, I didn't really think they had a chance against a what's a pretty solid Chiefs team, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah. you're not going to believe me. Uh, I don't think most people will because I didn't say it, but I almost picked the Packers in this game. Um really? I almost picked them. 
just because their defense, I think, is underrated. Uh, and Jordan Love was kind of dealing the last few games going into this. And uh, he continued dealing in this game to, to Watson. Watson did come out of the game with an injury, so that, that it could be impactful going forward. But uh, Another hamstring. Yeah. Christian Watson has been having a hamstring injury all year. He's been battling that hamstring injury. All He's career. Quite a few games. All, yeah, all career. <laughs> But are the are the Packers legit now after two huge wins in a row? The Lions and the Chiefs, those are like those are playoff teams and they beat both yep. of them now two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, beat both of them. Um I mean they won't have they won't have uh potentially Watson for a few weeks, but Romeo Dobbs is good. Um Jaden Reed, very good rookie for them. Uh, I do think Tucker Craft is a better tight end than Luke Musgrave. Um, so I think he's a pretty good option there. And they're doing this without Aaron Jones as well. So yeah. once Aaron Jones comes back, he's certainly a more impactful running back than A.J. Dillon. Um, they might be legit. Yeah, I, they're definitely in the playoff hunt now at 6-6. Six and six, So that's pretty exciting for Packers fans. Uh, Jordan Love was kind of a – he was a big question mark coming into this year. And, you know, it was kind of a – it's been kind of a struggle. He's been up and down, but – the past couple of weeks, he's looked really good. He outduels Mahomes in this one, which is not something to take lightly. Um, and this was his fourth game this year with three touchdowns and no interceptions. So he's had some good games. I think he's getting paid after this year. Yeah, we said it. We uh, a few weeks ago, it looked like he was kind of playing for his job, but um, mm-hmm. at this point, it looks like he's probably secured that. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And like you said, their defense is pretty solid as well. I think there's there's a chance that they make some noise come playoff time too. Yeah. They could play, certainly play an upset to some teams. Yeah. I mean, they beat the, probably maybe the two best. Yeah. Uh, if I'm any team that's, uh, if I'm a team that's going to be playing in the, the divisional rounds for the, the playoffs, um, if I don't have that first round by, um, I'm, I'm scared to play the Packers at this point. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Um, for the Chiefs, this was a bad game. This was a bad game. It's uh, they have Super Bowl aspirations as always, and uh, they were they were exposed a little. They've been kind of exposed all year without with the lack of receiving. Um, mm. but this game really exposed them. I would say uh, losing to a Packers team that they should have beat. You would think. Yeah. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they can do. Come, they're, they're still going to make the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do. They like to turn it on during during the playoffs during January. Let's they move to Monday that, uh, night football, though. Oh, what do you got? What do you they, got? I was just going to say they do get that lift. They uh, they they really come to perform similar to how the Patriots used to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or Eli Manning, the Giants. Yeah. Um, but let's move to Monday night football. Huge game. Bengals heading into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. It ended up being a really good game, but there was a pretty bad injury in this one. What do you what do you got, man? Yeah, uh, really good game. Who would have expected Browning to perform the way he did and lead the Bengals over the Jaguars, who had a pretty decent defense coming into this game? Um, I know my my projection of having Ridley go off was not uh, did not come to fruition, but um, Trevor Lawrence looked pretty solid still um, while he was in there. And uh, Ingram looked good. Zay Jones looked good. Calvin really led the team in targets, but did nothing with them. Uh, Browning, though, outdueled Lawrence. Uh, even before the injury, he was he was performing better. So, um, but yeah, that's the big news of this is Trevor Lawrence helped off the field. So um, hopefully it doesn't isn't too serious, doesn't keep him out uh, too long. But that is a huge blow. It looked really bad when it happened. He like threw his helmet. I think he I think he actually thought his ankle was like broken when, mm. when I'm sure he was in a lot of pain. They did confirm that it's a sprain, which is very good news, but 
if it's a high ankle sprain, I didn't see if it's high or low. If it's a high ankle sprain, he could be missing multiple weeks. So we'll see what happens. It definitely, the Jaguars are trying to get yeah. into the playoffs, so it definitely hurts them. But Definitely a tough blow. And you could see with that the wake of that injury, you could see the Texans or Colts storm forward to kind of take that division. Because um, you got to imagine that with C.J. Beathard at, at quarterback, the, the Jaguars are not going to be in contention. Or maybe he plays like Jake Browning. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. There's been a lot you of weird quarterback things going on this year. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to like hit a little bit about the, the in the hunt here, we've got a little bit of time here left. Um, I mean, right now, the way the standings are in the AFC, you got Miami Dolphins with the one seed. The Dolphins with the one seed. That's wild. Um Ravens with a two, Chiefs three, Jags four, uh, all as the division leaders, and then followed by Steelers, Colts, and Browns. Um, we'll see if the Steelers and Browns can stay up there. Yeah, uh, that's that's just what I was going to say. Steelers and Browns, I I think they're both going to fall out and be replaced by the Texans for sure. Uh, and then the final seed will be probably down between the Broncos and Bills. I think the Bills should get it. Bills I think they are the better good. team. Uh, I would rather see the Bills kind of get in. Uh, so yeah, that's the way the AFC looks right now. Um, I think it's going to end up being Bills and Texans squeaking in. Um, I think the Jaguars going to end up getting a wild card. Uh, I think they're going to be just safe enough to get a wild card there. But I think the Texans going to end up taking a division now with uh with the wake of Lawrence's injury. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I would agree with that. Um, what do you, what do you got for the other conference? Yeah, NFC. Um, Eagles after the loss are still the top seed. They're ten and two. This uh this game against Dallas this week is going to be hugely impactful. So, um, you have Dallas at nine and three, second in the division. Uh, if they come away with a win there, then. Those teams are tied going through the rest of the season. They split. Uh, so that'll be very tough at the end of the year. But uh, Eagles won right now. 49ers second. Uh, third being the Lions. Falcons squeaking in there with a uh, uh, <laughs> top seed in the a- NFC South. Uh, Cowboys top wild card. Then Vikings and Packers at the moment. Um, I think Packers mm. stay up there. Vikings, yeah. I think, fall out. Um, they could. They could fall out. It, it, the, I think the final spot or final two spots there between the uh, Vikings, Packers, and then Rams Seahawks is going to be very close. Mm. Yeah, I think at this point, I would guess Rams and Packers. I agree. I agree. I think it's the same for me because um, the Seahawks have a very tough schedule still still remaining. Yeah. They still have to play the 49ers again. They still have to play the Eagles. So they have they have a tough schedule remaining. Um, I think it's more realistic for the Rams to come out with a better record over the next five than the, than the Seahawks. And the Vikings, I did have some faith there with the Pastronaut. Um, but Justin Jefferson still is not back. We don't know what's going to happen after the bye. And that last game, he, he looked really bad. The team looked really bad. So unless I see something different, I'm not really going to have any faith that they're going to remain in the wild card spot. Yeah, I think the tape's out on on the past or not. I think people know how to scheme against him now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully he can come back because I do like him and I want to see him do good. But but it, it looks like they, they've figured him out at this point. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Rams, the Rams look like a legit team. So, uh, I mean, they have a good run game, multiple good receivers, a good, good experienced veteran quarterback. So, um, they have the tools to make it in. Heck yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of a little bit of run down there. Uh, it should be exciting over the next few weeks. A lot of teams pushing for those wild card spots. A lot of divisional shakeups could happen. We mentioned the AFC South, NFC East, but there's a ton of them uh, that can really shake up. Uh, don't really foresee it happening for the AFC East or AFC North, but um, AFC West with the Chiefs only being at eight and four, um, who knows how that's going to look. I mean, the rest of their division is not great, but they lose the Packers this week. So, yeah. Yeah. I, Pretty think, much it. I think that about wraps it up though, man. 
yeah, that about wraps uh, wraps things up. Um, we are good to go. Uh, we'll see you next time when we do our predictions. But that is a wrap on this episode, another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. The best way to support our show is to leave a rating or review on all platforms you listen on. And of course, by liking our, our platform, um, make sure you subscribe to the Flea Flicker Show on YouTube. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow on all social media at Flea Flicker Show. And until next time, Thank you, Flea Flicker Nation. Peace. Bye bye. Why are there balloons? Did did I do balloons? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, yeah. I don't your, little, your little piece did balloons. I guess. Maybe. So I don't strange. Know. <laughs> All right. Yeah.